0: This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're mooing our way into episode number 82. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Today we are going to talk about preparing your older kids to be present at a sibling's birth. And we'll talk a little bit about deciding if you want to have them there or not. Before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that I'm sorry for missing the podcast last week or actually getting this one up last week. Um, and But to let you know that I'm pretty excited about something else, which is that I've been doing a daily scope on Periscope. If you don't know what Periscope is, it's a new thing from Twitter. And it's it's not the same as Twitter, but it's, it's like live videos. So Natural Birth and Baby Care's handle on Periscope is actually the same as on Twitter and also as on YouTube and Pinterest, which is birth baby care. So if you go to Twitter, you can look us up at birth baby care. Well, if you go over to periscope which is periscope.tv you can actually go to periscope.tv slash birth baby care and that's me over on periscope and if you go over there uh, or if you download the periscope app which is really the way that they want it to be done but you can watch replays and stuff on the webpage too but if you go to your periscope app or periscope What you get is the chance to watch people who are doing little live videos. And so I've been doing a live scope four days a week. I did it last week and I've started it this week already. And so I've been doing on Monday... Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and it's still experimental at this phase stage, so we'll see how it does, but it's it's kind of similar to the podcast in a lot of ways, and I love doing the podcast, and I love connecting to you on the podcast, so maybe the scope will take off, but what you can do is you can tune in at 1 over on periscope.tv at Birth Baby Care, or on your app on your phone or your iPhone or your Android phone or whatever. You can jump on and see what we're talking about. Like Today we talked about freezer menus, and because it's on video, I was actually able to show you a couple of cool resources. Last week we talked about things like setting up a routine for your little one. We talked about um, information about what it means to have a diastasis and what you're supposed to do about that, Um, and we'll talk about pregnancy topics. I'm hoping to talk some about pregnancy topics this week. We'll talk about birthy topics, baby topics, everything. I'm kind of hoping that the scopes can be similar to the podcast where we'll kind of cover everything, but it's more gonna be like little bites. Because I'm trying to keep them between about 15 and 20 minutes. So today's was about 15 minutes long. And so I'm shooting for a little bit shorter than I normally try and keep the podcast. But one of the things that's really fun about Periscope is that because it's live, you can give live, live feedback. So... You can comment. I can do shout outs. Like, you know, if you're in Florida or whatever, I can be like, hey, Florida, because you can put that up on the screen. Or if you have a question relating to what's going on, what I'm talking about, or a birth or baby question, you can ask it right there and I can respond right there. So today I happen to be wearing a Grover t shirt. Uh, Maybe I should be embarrassed by that, but I'm not because my kids like Grover, and I think my mom, when she sent us this t-shirt, thought it was kid-sized, but it's actually adult-sized, and so when I wear it, it makes my kids smile, so I wear it, so somebody complimented me on the Grover shirt. They were like, hey, nice shirt, and so I was able to reply right there in person, Um, and it's a lot of fun. I've had Sadie on a couple of episodes. I tried to have her on the Scope on Friday. You hear her here with me now, and she just, she isn't terribly happy about being on film yet. She's not ready for her Hollywood debut, perhaps, thank the Lord, but, um, but, so, I've had her on a couple, but, but not tons, but sometimes I do hope that she'll make an appearance for me, and Corwin was on last Friday's, which was also equally disastrous, (laughs) um, so, you know, but it's really real, so it's fun, and you can give, uh, feedback right there, you can give likes right there during the video, which shows up as little hearts on my screen which really makes me smile so that's it's a lot of fun you can watch the replays on periscope for up to 24 hours after the scope so if you miss it live you can still check it out and then I've been trying to put the scopes up on YouTube as well so that you can see them there. I forgot to, to save Friday's and today's actually to my camera roll. So I've got to see. I, I set up a service to try and make sure it could catch a replay of it for today. So I've got to see if that worked. I actually haven't had time to do that because I taught a mama baby birthing class and now I'm recording a podcast. And then I've got to go teach a smart mama happy baby class. So it's going to be a while. But anyways, I don't want to ramble about Periscope too much. But I'm kind of excited about it because it's really a way for me to like get literally face to face with you. I can't see you, but you can see me. And it's just, it's kind of a fun, casual thing. And, and we can talk more about topics all across the spectrum, kind of like we do here on the podcast. So if that's something interesting to you, you can check it out uh, or check out some of the replays or the YouTube videos or whatever. Again, on YouTube, it's also YouTube. And then Birth Baby Care is, uh, is Natural Birth and Baby Care's YouTube handle too. And anyways, with that, there's so much cool stuff coming up on Natural Birth and Baby Care. So I would just urge you, if you're not uh, over on Natural Birth and Baby Care and you're not signed up for the newsletter yet, please sign up for the newsletter. You can always jump over to TrustBirth101.com. That's always a link to the latest uh, newsletter sign up page. You can jump over there now. You get the natural birth cheat sheet, and you'll be signed up for the weekly newsletter. So any any new things that I released so last week I, I put out a little baby sleep guide, and and you could sign up for that. But any new thing, you'll get a notification about that, so you can download it. Like the baby sleep thing was printables and stuff for you, um, or the natural birth cheat sheet, or the pregnancy checklist pack. That's what I've what I've got featured this. This week, so you'll be able to get on the newsletter list. You'll get notification about all those things, and you'll get notification about all the new articles and all the all the cool stuff coming up. Like I think I'm going to do a live class on uh, on controlling gest- gestational diabetes and weight gain during pregnancy, which is something we did we've done some podcasts about, but it's something that um. That that lots of moms are worried about so we did a class last month a live class on tearing and that class just went fabulously so I'm thinking about doing another class on or more classes on some of these hot topics and I would love to have you there so you can just jump over to trustbirth101.com sign up and you'll get notification about all those and then I also try and do like a little summary uh email every week so just kind of a what was popular this week or what's new this week or what's new and popular this week and I try and get that out on Fridays so you'll always know about the latest podcast episode even if you haven't had time to jump into your podcast app and I let you know about new cool things going on like Periscope and classes too so do jump over there TrustBirth101 and check that out and now let's let's jump into the topic at hand I, don't, I try not to, to do too much intro stuff but I'm so excited about the Periscope thing that I want to to share it with you so let's jump into our topic which is preparing older children to be at birth this is something that i get asked about because many of us especially those of us who are planning a natural birth we think you know that we would like to have our children there or we at least entertain the idea of should we have our kids there or not and, and that's a good question to start with, is should you even have your kids there? And how do you decide that? And I think that this is really up to you. And I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer. My answer to this question has been different at different for different babies. I mean, at, at the time of this recording, Scott and I have had, we've got seven babies. And not they're not babies. Our oldest is almost 14, so they're not all babies. But... But, you know, I've had different desires with them. So with my first, obviously, there weren't going to be any kids there. But I wanted Cassidy to be able to be there for Asher's birth. And then also Cassidy and Asher to be there for Brennan's birth. I wanted them to be there. And at the time of Brennan's birth, Cassidy was three and, three and a half. And Asher was just barely two. So they were still pretty little. And there was actually a point during the birth where I asked for them to be taken out of the room. Um, Then for Galen's birth, um, for those of you who don't know, Scott's adopted my older kids. Um, So he's their daddy for real in heart, but he wasn't there when they were born. So Galen was our first baby together. And I really, really wanted Galen's birth to be for he and I, for Scott and I. Um, And I, I wasn't real sure about did I want the older kids there or not because it was it was Scott's very first time ever being there for a baby's birth it was his first biological child so it was an interesting experience and I went back and forth a lot um Ultimately, we decided not to have somebody else there. And if they woke up, they could just, you know, quietly watch. But they ended up sleeping through Galen's birth. And actually, the midwife missed the birth, too. You can check out um, the birth stories at naturalbirthandbabycare.com if you want to read about that adventure. But but basically, they slept through the birth. And then the same thing happened with Honor's birth. Um, Galen, Cassidy, Asher, and Brennan, they all slept through Honor's birth. Then... We had Corwin's birth was next, and for that, I, I didn't have as strong feelings, um, and we had older kids by that point. Uh, So what happened was we ended up talking to the older ones and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this more, but we ended up talking to the older ones and letting them know that they could be there if they wanted to be, but they needed to be, you know, be there quietly watching. And that's really what happened was they, and they saw Corwin born, though nobody realized it till I said something about it. But they saw me birth Corwin um, and bring him up and everything right from the get-go. And then with Sadie's birth, it was kind of the same situation where we were open to the older ones being there and watching quietly. But actually, again, with Sadie's birth, everybody ended up missing the birth. It was just Scott and I. Though as our midwives arrived, the older kids did get up and come out at that point. But the little ones slept through everything. So... I've had different feelings and different desires at each one of my births and have been in a different place. And I think that this is totally up to you. Now, I know that some moms, you know, you really can't decide. But if you're coming from like a guilt feeling either way, that you should feel guilty for wanting them there or guilty for not wanting them there. I just just urge you to put that aside and think what you really want in your heart and what's important for you. And there are different reasons. Like some families think that it helps to assist with bonding and with siblings. Um, or that it helps them to learn, you know, to to look kindly. There's, I don't know if you saw it, but we, we put up a birth photographer gallery on the site um, just Oh, fabulous pictures. But there is one picture there, so go look for it because it's pretty new. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the gallery was right now, and I can't remember. I'll put a link to it in the show notes for you. Uh, But, you know, that birth photographer gallery, there is one picture in there that is of a mom. She's in a birth tub, and she's kind of reclining back, and she's got her feet up on the side of the tub, and there's somebody there, I don't know, I can't remember right now if it's like grandma or a midwife or a doula. I don't remember even the age of the woman, but it's an adult there. And then there's like the siblings there. And the the adult is helping them rub mom's feet. And the photographer captured, captured this moment. And it was just, it was so phenomenally beautiful of a moment. And I just can't, you know. What a beautiful moment of learning to serve that was. So obviously these kids were a little bit older. You know, they weren't just babies themselves. But I think that the littlest one was pretty young. And it's just just a beautiful experience of a little one being able to serve or little ones waiting to, you know, waiting to greet a sibling. It was just a wonderful thing. So that can be a reason why people want their children there. Sometimes, like what I wanted for Scott and I, um, you want, you know, you want the birth to be an intimate thing, maybe between you and your husband, uh, because you know babies are. We hope that most babies are conceived in love, and many people want to birth them in that same intimacy and that same love, and I I totally respect that. Um, And then sometimes, you know, you just you're not sure about birth or you have worries about birth or maybe you had a hard birth before and you're worried that this birth might be tough. So there are different things going on and different considerations. And I don't have the answer because I think that all of those things are valid and that in in the end, I think that you you do what um, what feels right to you. And I think that especially if you're unsure, but you're leaning towards having your kiddo there that make a contingency plan and do so without guilt. So, for instance, you're planning to have him or her there, but you know that if things get intense or if they're getting to be irritating, which can happen, that's what happened when I was birthing Brennan, was Cassidy and Asher were little, you know, they were little. They started splashing in the birth tub and... It was irritating me because I was trying to have a baby. So I asked for them to be taken out of the room. So, you know, you have a contingency plan like that, that they can be at least taken out of the room. And that brings us to the next question, which is should you have someone else there? Who is there just for your kids? I really am a fan of having somebody else there if you only have young kids. So, you know, if it's like when I was birthing Asher and I had an 18-month-old, or even when I was birthing Brennan and I had a three and a half year old and a two year old, um, they were pretty young and I had somebody there who could be dedicated to them because they you know they might need that. so with during Asher's birth when Cassidy was she was 18 months old, um, I had my friend Tracy was there and so I had my ladies that were there on my birth team. they were dedicated to me and then my friend Tracy was there just to be there for just to be there for Cassidy. And that worked out really well because she was able to get Cassidy up when um, when Cassidy woke up in the morning. My my birthing time with Asher really kind of began in earnest probably around 1130 or midnight. And so she came over then and I guess she slept. I wasn't paying any attention to what she was doing. So I guess that she slept. But, you know, then the next morning, Asher was actually born around 9 a.m., or nine twenty a.m. Actually, but so she got Cassidy up and got her breakfast and took care of her, and and they were playing outside. And then somehow, right when Asher was being born, I guess maybe she could hear me or somebody let her know. But they materialized in the room. I still really didn't notice them. I just know because she somehow managed to keep Cassidy on her hip, and take pictures of Asher being born too, which was you know which was really pretty fabulously amazing. And and to this day, I'm still so very grateful for what she did. But she was there for Cassidy, and I really think that's ideal. And a lot of my students have, um, you know, they have a friend or an auntie or grandparents or somebody who are going to be able to be there for littler kids. So if at all possible, I would recommend that. If you're not sure about how you can do that, like you don't have family or friends in the area, then you might ask your midwife if you have a midwife, if she knows of somebody who can do it uh, for you. Like, for instance, my midwife, when we were going to have Galen, she actually offered that her daughter might be able to come to be with um, Cassidy, Asher, and Brennan. Now, they ended up sleeping through everything, and we actually had decided that that we didn't need any help because we didn't want lots of other people there, but I think that that would have been a good offer to take her up on if we had been nervous or worried about it or... Um, or especially if we had had a very little one. Because at the time Galen was born, Brennan was three and a half and he was our youngest. So uh, we didn't have little, little ones. But if we had had like a toddler, for sure I probably would have would have taken my midwife up on our offer. So that might be something that you talk with your midwife about. Um, if, you, if you don't think that you have anybody else who can be there. She might have somebody or know of a doula or somebody that might be willing to come. So, how do you prepare your children for the birth if you've decided that you want them to be there? That's a good question. With younger children, I think that the best way to prepare them is a. You can watch gentle birthing videos with them, but depending on how old they are, they might not watch. You know, they might not watch it. But I, w- I say gentle birthing videos because. There are a lot of birth videos out there that, ladies, I really wouldn't even recommend for you to watch. I think that what we want, uh, I say this, I guess, carefully, because I don't want to minimize the experience that any woman has in birth or invalidate any woman's experience of birth. But I think that many women experience a birth today that, That is different than what it would be if women in birth were respected the way they should be. And maybe that sounds kind of, um, you know, nebulous and wishy-washy or whatever. uh, Because it's just hard to say. But really, medical technology and, and bureaucracy and insurance policies and power struggles and politics... And everything have changed birth so much from what it should be at this point in time, um, at, at this point in, in the story of humanity, really, where we should be having beautiful, wonderful, mostly safe births, um, and instead we're having these births that are fundamentally disturbed from the get-go. You know, we have enough information to be able to respect birth. On, on a fundamental level and be able to let it be unless it really needs intervention. And, and we don't do that. So almost every woman has a birth that's intervened with almost right from the get-go immediately for every woman and, and seeing those pictures of birth probably isn't ideal for our young children, especially if what we want to communicate to them and what we want them to see and what we want them to internalize uh, in their very beings is is that birth is normal and natural, and especially for our young women, but also for our young men who will who will become fathers supporting their wives in birth anyways, but especially for our young women who will one day be birthing their own babies you know we want them to see birth in its beauty and its power but especially in in the gold standard of a normal and undisturbed birth and and so many of the birth videos while again i don't want to invalidate the experience of those moms who are having those births they're just not you know they're not real respectful of what birth can be because they've been toyed with from the from the very beginning because Most women believe that that's really the best and the safest for them and their babies. And so, and as a result, there's often a lot of pain, there's a lot of panic, there's a lot of rescue 911 or radio drama nonsense going on. There's just a lot of that going on in birth and even in birth videos. So, all of that to say that I would watch and, and, show my young children especially peaceful birth videos that show birth as a normal thing as a peaceful thing and maybe the mom is vocalizing and making noise but there's not this hysteria going on that is so what we so commonly see in both Hollywood and sadly in real birth videos so I would pick birth videos where mom is birthing relatively calmly and she's being left alone to to do her birthy thing with her birthy baby. That's what I would pick. And and I have a list of videos that I recommend to mama baby birthing students and you can shoot me an email and ask me and I'm I'm happy to provide those links to you cuz there are some like on YouTube and stuff that you don't want to watch, but there are some that I do think are good to watch with your little ones. So I would think that that would be okay to watch watch peaceful birth videos with them just so that they, you know, they can see mama's birthing their babies. That can be helpful. The other thing that I would do is talk to them about the noises that mamas make when they're having babies. I opened this podcast with we're moving our way into episode 82 because when my own kids were little and I was preparing them for birth, Cassidy and Asher for Brennan's birth, I told them that mama might make noises like an animal. So mama might moo like a cow, or, mama might roar like a lion or tiger. Because those are things that little kids can understand. And I would actually sit with them and, you know, say, mama might moo. And I would actually moan like I might moan while having a baby. Or roar like, you know, I might roar while birthing a baby's head. And that, putting it in that context of like like we were playing animals, I think makes it a little bit less frightening. And it helps them to understand that mamas are working hard and so they might sound like strong animals during their birthing time. And that's just a way that little ones can visualize it. Uh, I also talked about, you know, when we went to the bathroom or something, because I don't know about you, but when I've got little kids, the bathroom is like an open door thing. Even now my, you know, Corwin just comes in the bathroom whenever he wants. (laughs) That's kind of the way it is with little ones. And so if we were going to the bathroom, you know, I would point out that the the baby's going to come out of here. That's where the baby comes through the birth canal, which is down here on Mama. That way, again, there's not that surprise or that uh, element of not being familiar, but rather they know that babies come through birth canals and the birth canal is between mama's legs. You don't have to be getting super graphic, you know, like like as if you were on an obstetric table and straddled and open to the world, but, you know, you can just point to that general area and show, you know, the birth canal is between mama's legs, so mama's body will open up and the baby will come out of there. And I really think that that good mm those simple preparations are good for little kids. And then everything else is more just preparing the environment for them. So is there somebody there to care for them? Does that person know how to attend to their needs? Does that person know where to get them a snack if it's snack time? How to feed them a meal if it's meal time? How to keep them occupied? Where they play? What their favorite toys are? Where comfort objects are? You know, stuffed animals or something if they want those? And then is that person willing to listen? to your cues. So that person knows that if you say, you know, I'd like them to leave, that means leave the room, not necessarily leave the house, which has been misunderstood sometimes for birth. So like if you are wanting them to bring the child back in when it's time for the baby to be born, you don't want them to have taken off to the park or you might want them to know, you know, it's okay if you guys take off to the park. So all of that is preparation around the child to make sure that you can meet that child's needs and is not necessarily preparation that you do with the child. The preparation with a young child is very simple. With an older child, and you know this is variable depending on the maturity level of your child. Because I mean, I would say that even like probably with a with a six, seven, eight year old, my preparation would be pretty much the same as with a little kid. Um, you know, you can obviously talk to them a little bit more, but they don't understand tons and tons. Um, and then if I had a particular chatty child, then I would probably go over this. But with an older child, it's more uh, of an understanding of like, you know, do you want to be there? That's an important thing. Do you want to be there? And another thing, even with the little ones, with with their care provider is if the child is showing signs of fear, then the care provider is clear that it's okay to take them to another room. But with an older kid, you know, do you want to be there and some guidelines for that. So if you're worried or scared, you know, you can seek this person for comfort. If there's going to be a person who's available there for the older child or you can leave the room or you can sit in this place. Now, sometimes you might not want them to leave the room because you might want them to see what what the effort comes to especially if they see the intensity of it and maybe they're a little bit worried because they're seeing mom in pain just the same way as it's sometimes hard for dad to see mom in pain. But, And that's where having a person, a support person, is good for them too. But oftentimes if they see mom working with things and they see dad and the midwives or the nurses and everybody calm... Then they'll be pretty calm too, and okay just to watch, but they can have that option. Do you want to be there, or would you prefer to be in another room and let them know that then I would you can watch the gentle birth videos with them too. I think that that's a good idea, and that helps you open the discussion too for this is what normal birth looks like, and this is this is what we're working for for our baby because we believe that normal physiological birth is the best option and if mom or baby needs some extra help then we'll have interventions but otherwise you're going to see mama moving and you might hear mama making noise and you can talk about the noises that they might hear the same as with with little ones you know mom i might you know i might growl and roar like i'm a lion or like you forgot to clean your room or something you know (laughs) explain to them that mom might be growling and and that they might see that you look like you're in pain or that you look like you're working hard. And you might remind them of something like, especially if they're into athletics or if they have anything that they've really striven hard for that, you know, mom will be working hard just like that. And it's okay. That intensity is okay. It just means that mom's working with the baby. So talk about these things beforehand. I would also encourage you to let your child know that during the baby's birthing time is not the time for questions. So, If they have a dedicated person there, they might be able to ask more questions. But in general, it's probably best for them not to ask questions, even if they have a person there, simply because then you're hearing lots of chatter. And we don't want lots of chatter going on in the room where you're birthing your baby. So I would let them know, of course, gently and kindly, and this is what we told our older kids beforehand, you can be there and you can watch. But don't ask questions. If the midwife or the nurse or somebody asks you a question, you can answer. Um, If grandma is insisting on asking you lots of questions, you can politely let grandma know that mom and dad said, (laughs) please don't talk a lot. Um, But, you know, that might be relevant for some of you. But really, we helped communicate to them that if you have questions, we'll be happy to answer them or the midwife will be happy to answer them after the baby comes. But while mom is working with the baby, that's where we want the focus to be. And it needs to be quiet and calm so that mama can focus on the baby. And I think that that really helps a lot so that they know... That you need that peace and quiet to birth, and so that they also know that if they have questions or are curious about something, they can get answers. So talk about that beforehand, and then also just like that picture that I shared about, there are times when your kids can really help you. There's a birth story and um, on natural birth and baby care. It's, uh, I think it's Emery's birth story, but it might be Thane's. Their brothers, Thane is the elder, and Emery's is the younger. Um, But anyways, where Kelly is the mom and she's talking about how her kiddos were kind of like her midwives and her comforters during birth so similar to that picture just a beautiful thing and um i mean they're they're oftentimes when an older child is right there and they provide comfort for the mom or like during corwin's birth scott had asher helping to fill the birth tub so there are things that they can even do in ways that they can feel useful um to be there and then like during birth again we've covered so much of it already in this episode but but during birth see how everybody feels in the moment make sure that there are contingency plans so that if somebody's there and then you decide that maybe it's best for them not to be there they can go somewhere else or there's somebody there who's able to attend to their needs uh, but you don't feel like you need to focus on on their needs and you know if sometimes i guess there are some families who may have a toddler or something and you really don't have anybody else there And that would be a time when I would think, you know, is there a baby-proof place or is there a movie or something even that can be going on in the background and maybe that's not like the most intimate and beautiful birth background that we can think of, but maybe it would be easier to tune something like that out of than having a discontent child or something. But remember that fundamentally birth is about you working with the new baby. So as you prepare for that birthing time, you really want to have as much thought out and in place as possible to make sure that that's going to go smoothly. So focus on preparing your little ones or your bigger ones and focus too on On having things set up so that everybody is able to be at peace and everybody is able to be where they feel comfortable. And most of all, where you're able to birth the way that you want to and focus on your baby the way you want to without guilt. Don't ever have any guilt because there's lots and lots and lots of time for sibling bonding to come. And I know that for many of us, like especially those of us who have daughters who are getting older, if we're blessed to have a baby in that situation, we want our daughters to be able to see what normal natural birth looks like and... And that's definitely something that I desire for Cassidy. Um, I don't know that Honor and Sadie will ever get that pleasure because they're the littler ones coming along. But it is a good thought to be able to think that we can give our daughters that gift and help our daughters with that. Um, And maybe even including them some in the birth preparation so that they know our older girls a little bit about being a doula perhaps. Not necessarily that they're going to be your doula, but that you talk to them about how women have supported women throughout time and how by supporting you or, or, you know, just being there for you, that they're getting a little picture of how the beauty of birth can be for them and coming to understand that. That's a wonderful gift, I think, to give to older daughters and it's definitely a reason for wanting them to be there. So most of all, it's just... It's careful thought beforehand with older kids. It's talking with them. Um, It's bringing these experiences and these thoughts to them. And then also really seeking your heart and seeing what feels right to you before the birth and having everything set up. And then also listening to things during the birth so that you know what's going on for you and your little ones. Okay. Again. If you are interested in staying up to date with everything going on with natural birth and baby care, including all of the adventures, all the downloads, all the blog posts, um, all of the Periscope fun, please sign up for the newsletter over at TrustBirth101.com. You can find out everything that's going on there. And then also, if you have a minute, I would love it if you would hover to iTunes or Stitcher. Just leave a rating. And especially if you've got a couple minutes, just take a couple minutes to leave a comment. It's so important to get comments and ratings because that's what helps more families hear about the podcast. And I greatly appreciate the time that you take to do that and really, really love that you're willing to help other families and to help me out with that. Remember, if you have any thoughts on what you'd like to hear on the podcast, what I can improve on or just want to let me know that you like this episode go ahead and shoot me an email you can find the contact form on natural birth and baby care i'm always happy to hear from you uh, until next week have a blessed week thanks for listening to the birth baby and life podcast with kristin burgess for great resources and tons more info visit www.birthbabylife.com Visit www.birthbabylife.com.